Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Sausage by the Sea podcast, a podcast about all things Hastings United. I'm your host Chris Laverick and on today's show we have Rye Siegel. Rye, who's the matchday announcer at the pilot field, who also is the man behind Hastings Matchday Twitter, with an announcement that he'll be giving exclusive post-game insights into our women's team, who restart on the 4th of April. Also on the show we have a fantastic extended interview with Hastings CEO Billy Wood, giving us an update on the time kill, signings for our women's team and contract extensions for our men's team, and some exciting developments in our social media, which will make that pre-match experience a lot more fun. Enjoy, Hastings fans. Here is the master of match day Twitter, Ryan Siegel. So, Ryan, I'm talking to you here this morning. You are the official match day Twitter for the Hastings United women's team. Yes, sir. Yes, you're the, so you're the official. You're also the official announcer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And here we have this an exclusive for the podcast. You will be doing a vlog or whatever we can get our hands on for the women's games because none of us spectators can go. So you're going to be doing that for the podcast, aren't you? Yes, I am. Looking forward to bringing all of your fantastic listeners some depth and insight into the women's team. Which is tremendous. And just so just so we're all clear, you're going to be doing this for the club as well. You, you're you going to do a match report that's going to be on the club website, yeah? Yeah, hopefully now we've got the new website up and running, that will all uh, work smoothly, yeah. I'm sure it will. And and we know uh, the lovely Adam Carter's on, on the wheels are still there. He'll make sure that happens. What's the Twitter, if for anyone that doesn't have it? Uh, for the men, it's at Hastings UFC, and for the women, it's at Hastings UFCW. What do you want us? Because it's going to be, you've got a captive audience... We're all going to be listening. Is there any sort of banter or anything you want us to throw in there that you, you know, you can joust with while doing your updates? Well, I guess it's an open question to throw to the fans, really, because, you know, I'll do my Twitter. I I usually have a few things on standby for every game. I usually have a number of puns I can throw in at any time. I've got about three or four for when Lloyd Dawes scores his first competitive goal. Um... (laughs) But the whole thing to say, I want to throw it back to the fans because if you're going to be following my updates, I want to make sure that my updates are for you guys because typically I have an audience when there are fans in the ground, but when 200 people who wouldn't be there want to follow the game and there's one way to do it, you know, there's a lot more expectation on a good Twitter. So mm. to all the listeners or to all everyone associated with the club, if there's anything you do particularly want to see, if there's a style, if you want me to throw in a joke or something, just... A funny joke, though. You know, let me know. Funny one. Ah, right. Okay, that might be an issue for me then. Um, Say, so just, this is a time where, given you guys can't be in the ground, I want to give as much back to you. I want to make... Well, I know reading Twitter can never be like being on the sidelines. I want to try and make that feel as realistic. I want you to make you feel like you're part of the roller coaster ride that is football. So if there is anything I can do to make sure that the Twitter is as enthralling as possible, I want to hear it. Good suggestions, right? Always good to get the fans involved. The thing is, this is a club for the fans, you know. I know that lots of people say the fans make this club. When you look at the big clubs and they barely sell out, now, especially before COVID, we were getting a thousand in this ground you know, which is fantastic. 
And the fact is, this club is, you know, whatever you want to say, because I think we've got a very good boardroom, we've got very good people running it. The fans are what make this club what it is. The atmosphere on a match day, I think, is incomparable to most grounds I've ever been to because mm. of the sheer passion. You know, the fans are one of the biggest parts of this club. And therefore, I think, especially when it comes to things like this, when we can't have them, they need to make sure that they feel represented and included in everything we do because it's just not the same without them and they need to make sure they know that. Listen, right. Absolutely lovely talking to you, mate. And um, uh, slightly jealous that you're going to be able to... um, Well, very jealous that you're going to be able to watch the game. I might report you to Boris Johnson. That's, That's obviously a joke because obviously who would do the Twitter then? You, you, you do a great service and you, you are always entertaining on Twitter and I won't troll you at all. So don't worry, there won't be any trolling during the game. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait on Willsey to do that. I reckon he's got quite a few saved up. <laughs> yes, yeah, we, we can't go there. We can't talk Willsey. And now over to Hastings United CEO, Billy Wood. So Billy, talking to you here, there's been a ton of good stuff going on. Tons of stuff, tons of signings for the yeah. women's team. There's some um, extension of contracts for the men's teams, bits and bobs going on. I think it's easy in the, in the pandemic, in, in the current situation, no football and stuff to get bogged down on, on the negatives, really. Yeah. It's quite easy to do that or pick holes in, 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 in where we're at right now because of it. But we've decided to, to look at Look at it as a bit of a positive thing. So I'll start with, with women's football first and the league there, by the way. I've just I've got to give credit credit to Sarah and everyone um, at the at the SC WGFL and and let them know, let everyone know how, how fantastic they've been and, and dedicated to getting football back. And it, it feels feels great that the, the women's game is coming back. We're gonna be able to finish our first women's season, which It'd be, from my point of view, for us to finish a, a football season, which we've like not it. had been here <laughs> since 2019, I've yet to experience the yeah. end of a season at Hastings. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be lovely. So it's great to have football back. Uh, right now, unfortunately, that's without supporters. I don't know if that's going to change, but that's what we've been told. Grassroots football is, it, it, there's no supporters allowed. And we will, we will adhere to that, which is very frustrating. But the the good thing is for the for the, for the girls that have put so much hard work in this year that they they're gonna hopefully get an opportunity to to finish off what they started. It's a positive. It's a real positive. It's a positive for the club that the club's name and their name is going to be out there um, in the on the back of the paper. Like I saw on the back of the paper last week, women's football was a massive. It was great to see women's football on the back of the paper. And I would hope with with the women's team playing that uh, that we continue featuring very prominently in the Observer and also across across the football spectrum. So, yeah, on the women's stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing that it's back. Mm. It will help my sanity, but also it will um, definitely, I think it'd be great for, for the supporters, even if they can't attend, to at least catch up. And, and stay tuned on what's going on on something that's quite progressive. Yeah, in terms of staying in touch, I mean, I haven't asked you this beforehand, so I don't, don't want to put you on the spot. Is there any way, I mean, are you obviously going to have your Twitter 
yeah. up regular updates the tougher for fans that can actually keep up with the game is there any way i don't know about a radio or streaming or anything like that possibility i think it's something that we're going to be looking into um i'm going to try and speak with joe knight who films our games and i'm going to look at some streaming equipment mm-hmm. and see if we can like live to live to facebook or, or something like that for the women's games so i think it'd be nice it'd be nice you yeah. know it, it'd be nice because there's lots that want to come up here that haven't been up here yet for women's football um, and it'd be nice for the ones like the two, three hundred people that we've been getting watching mm. women's football to be able to still mm. enjoy the journey, home and away. And I, I, I've got a production company that I also I also own, and I'm yeah. speaking to my partner in that production company about because he's the more I'm not the tech one. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm the I'm the idea I'm the ideas and pass ideas it, guy. Yeah, I get uh, ideas and pass it on. And yeah. he he's looking into it as well about live streaming, and because we're gonna we're revamping. This 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 block that I've, I've put in at Hastings isn't mm. just a fancy office for me. It's actually going to be a a production suite, and right. the idea is that we're going to revamp our offering for all the football club on match days. Actually, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you an exclusive. Go on, then. Go so on Season we're planning to do like a a pundit sort of match of the, live match of the day sort of thing at every game. Right. So we're going nice. to have. A panel, a, 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 like a, a presenter, and a panel, hopefully of ex Hastings United legends, or, or even pundits of the football game. And every home game, we're going to do like a live an hour before show, and then at halftime, and then at the end of review with like hopefully Chris if he's not if he's in a yeah. good spirit, <laughs> or, or Brownie or whoever will then um, you know we'll interview them after a game. Oh, nice. And well, and we're going to make it a bit more of an immersive production experience that is definitely not seen at especially at step four non-league God, yeah i was gonna say um barely seen uh, in, in league football which yeah. um been that's the one thing i've found i've quite enjoyed actually is sitting there and and watching a lot of like league two league one national league um, when it was on the national league south and Whilst in leagues where we've got a journey to go on, mm. as a club, we're not far. We're actually not far. And it's great to see that we can get there. And and it's just little things. Like, we've got to win games of football, 100% yeah. to go up the leagues. And, and that's why you, you sign Chris to a two-year contract and then, you yeah. know, get the players that you need in to get the job done. But everything else, we can get there. And it feels good. It feels right. Oh, nice. Well, that's a nice uh, development. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's something that if you're here, you can still watch. You can Like if you're in the bar having a beer before the game, like George and all that lot, they can sit there with their, with their phones open and actually see the team yeah. news rather than seeing it on written on the board, right? <laughs> Which, yeah. great, it, it's brilliant. Don't get me wrong, but I like the immersive stuff. I like us to be able to be a bit more modern, also, people to be able to walk past and see what's going on and just get excited by it. You know, some some expected this um, this cabin to be in my office or some sort of um, VIP drinks thing or something. <laughs> I don't know it? what they. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but this is going to like you know it's going to be a, it's a daytime office for for, for comfort projects, shall yeah, I say? Yeah. And then uh, games, it will be yeah. it will be based around the exciting thing that we're trying to create 
on, on the oh, that sounds really good. I, 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 I can't see why anyone would think that's really good fun. Getting that match day feel. Yeah, yeah I mean... I've just a- now got to con- contact everyone to try and get them on the show. So I'm sure Terry White can be a pundit for one week. Bring <laughs> people from the past back and yeah. sit them in their chair and, and they can have their say. Good, bad. It- <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got to have heritage on there. I mean, it, I mean you, there's, oh, a few, there's a few absolute... What we'll do is, Pete will probably, I'm sure Pete will come in on the pre-match. The idea is the pre-match will be a little more calmer, you know, it'll be... Yeah, calmer. <laughs> it'll be what's going on, the team sheets, maybe some highlights yeah. from previous games, um, some interviews with people before before mm. kickoff, And then, not tongue, it won't be tongue-in-cheek, but it'll just be kind of just like a, a match build-up. And then yeah. the idea is that half-time and full-time will be analysts. So... Mm. It'll be a full analysis of what's going on in the game. So technology-wise, things are going to have to move a little bit forward here. But but we want that because we mm. we see ourselves as a progressive football club, and and technology is one part of it. But also, like obviously the women's stuff that we've we talked about is is a is a massive part of it. Mm. Oh, okay. So this just got again slightly tangently. So you're going to be doing this content, which yeah. to me absolutely brilliant idea well done you would this be part of a hastings united an on-demand uh, service well we did launch one before i think for the people that have subscribed to it and i mean part of it and it's not in my opinion it's not been not been enough it's mm. not i'm happy to admit when we've not done something right it's it's very easy to sit here and go well done well done yeah. look what i've done but there's things that we haven't done right. And I think the subscription service, whilst it uploads games and 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 has done the past games and the future games mm. and whatnot, it's not for me and it's not interactive enough. I think what we'll probably do is this content will be for free. Oh, okay. So we'll be putting it on Facebook, on YouTube, before games and links on like Twitter and Instagram. So we'll, we'll go live from those social accounts. And, and start pushing it that way. For me, the most important thing for Hastings United Football Club is continually yeah. growing it in Hastings. It's about, I always said it's about trying to get 1% of the town. And now I think we've got 1% of the town. I think it's now about 2% of the town and then 2.5% of the town yeah. and trying to get and build it up. I, I believe with, the get, with, with no um, you know, restrictions on, on numbers, there's no reason why we can't have a thousand people here watching. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Especially now, I think anyway. So, mm. so on that basis, the tech will be for free. It will be. It's an investment, mm. personally, my end, not on the club. I'm going to take that personal investment into it, mm. and yeah, it just picks. Hopefully, it'll just be fun. Like that. That's oh, yeah, the, definitely. That's the thing. Yeah. I hope yeah. it'll be fun. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. No. I just. Oh, gosh. That's. Uh, and an exclusive. I love it. I love a little exclusive. Always, always willing to give an exclusive uh, now. And then. Thank you, thank you, Billy. Thank you. So moving on. So we say we've got you've got the women's signings. We've got yeah. Holly Carter, Blair Hamilton, Georgie Tibble. How did yeah. you scout them, uh, Billy? Uh, and and who was because I'm I'm not completely au fait on the women's side of scouting. So how how yeah. did we yeah. come across these players? So with regards to women's football. When I was at Eastbourne United, mm. I, I talked to Eastbourne. There was an Eastbourne team there. 
uh, ran by Phil Hawkins, Leanne Hawkins, and we brought them into Eastbourne United as Eastbourne United women. And that was my not my first dive into. I watched a lot of women's football that season, so I, I'll go and watch a lot of their games just to show support, really, for something yeah. that if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it properly. I think I hope people know that now of me after the time I've joined the club. If I'm going to do it, yeah. it's, it's got to be all or nothing. Yeah. So I started watching a lot of women's games. Started just researching the women's pyramid more than anything else. I've always felt the women's game is it's the most exciting growth area of of the football landscape. Now, don't get me wrong. Do I want the men's team to continually go up the leagues and be competitive and us win things and us get into league football eventually one day? Yeah, of course. Mm. But the women's game for me is just as exciting in the sense that there's a lot of things undeveloped in it still to this day. Like we're talking today and Sky and the BBC have announced the, the new, first that. TV deal, right? Which is fantastic, really. It should, it should have happened a long time ago, right? Mm. But it's happened and that's great. But that's that's the exciting part of women's football for me is that it's there's room for manoeuvre to, to grow in that, in that lane if you're willing to put the time and effort into it. Mm. So I made a conscious effort on a personal level to spend more time understanding the landscape of players, how they play, who they are in the local area. Right, like we put a little list together of players that have impressed. So we get a list. Maybe they should, they have to do it so they can't stop now. But they give us a list of the players before every game. Yeah, yeah. And then we just we'll have a little look. And if we want to mark anyone down, we like we like. With the with the Georgia Tibble thing, it was, it's an interesting one because she was a player that we probably were targeted for next season. Um, Georgia's a fantastic player, mm. a, a real a player that's by joining us is. Effectively, she's a step four, five player. Really, she's a, and we're in step seven. She's a player that we would have targeted for the for next year, going into step six. Fingers crossed to get us up to step five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. four. Uh, but we felt it was. We felt with lockdown, it's probably a good time to to re, just to put a seven day letter in. So we put a seven day letter into Eastbourne Town, which they duly allowed us to speak to Georgia. We spoke, I spoke to her, um, explained where we want to go as a football club. Because I think a lot of clubs will, you either have to pay subs or, or there, there, there's no, not there's no incentive, that's not fair. But there's, there's a lot more restrictions financially on a lot of these clubs. Mm. So they have to pay, you know, pay for kit or, you know, pay a, yeah. pay a sponsorship fee or whatever a year to get stuff. And that was the one thing at Eastbourne United that we tried not to do when I brought the Eastbourne team in was to try and give them what the men had. And I think that still goes on. I think that I think Eastbourne United are still doing that, which is fantastic. Mm. But we we do that here, like the kit, everything is the way they travel to games. It's it's on par with the men. Everything's yeah. on par with the men. And Georgia liked the sound of that. I think she was a little bit apprehensive dropping down the levels at first, but we explained to her. Mm. With all due respect, we might be in that level of football, but we don't want to be at that level of football yeah. at all mm. uh, for, our, for our front team. So she she decided to take on the challenge and join us. And we're delighted. She's a very, very skillful. She's like an attacking midfielder. I would say attacking midfielder slash centre forward, but can play anywhere across the front three. Oh, okay. She's got a great left foot on her. Um, well, she's played with Molly and Rebecca Ralph in the past as well. Oh. So I'm expecting a lot of familiarity there. 
And she's an extra bit of class, not that we've been lacking, but needs for our progression. Yeah. She's got that, that pedigree and she's someone that, that we targeted. And, and the same with Blair. She is very inspirational. If anyone reads Blair's story, she's incredible, the journey that she's been on mm-hmm. to this point. And we played against Montpellier Villa and she was the difference maker in that game. Molly won't let, let it down that she scored against Blair, <laughs> but... Well, that's always going to happen, isn't it? Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> she, was, she was a big difference yeah. maker. And what we've done is we brought Blair in and now we've got a really exciting moment where we've got two fantastic goalkeepers. Yeah, I was going to say that. We've got two good goalies now. Which we're, we're, we're over the moon with. Mm. And Sean is such a great influence at this football club. And... Mm. It's great. You know, Shana's one that will fight. She she makes it very clear to the girls, you've got to fight for your fight for your share, right? She mm. that's her thing. She she's a proper motivator and she's um mm. she's quiet. She's she's Hastings. She she embodies what Hastings <laughs> is. And having Blair alongside her, I think will be fantastic for both of them and will hopefully help the club, you know, competitions. Yeah, competitions absolutely. What's going to push us forward. Mm. And we can't rest on our laurels. And Shana knows that. And 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 Blair knows the situation yeah. too. So that that one's bolstered us, but it also has created exactly the, the, the sort of thing we wanted coming into the, not fresh start, but after the long break, competition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and the third one, third but definitely not least, is, is Holly who's 16 mm. years of age. She's been training with the first team for months, months on end. She's the one player that you wished she was already 16. You know, I used to, mm. we, we used to always say to her dad, like, is she really born in January or September? Because we need to get her, we, we need to get her signed up. Yeah. And she's held her own in training sessions. She's, um, she's, she's a good character. And, and I think that comes from a, good learning at Lewis. She plays Lewis under 16s. Mm. But when she turned, when she turned 16 in January, she wanted to sign for Hastings and we wanted to do it there and then and there, but it just wasn't obviously with COVID. We didn't know what was yeah. happening. Season. Uh, but she's now in and, and she's, uh, she's a tenacious midfielder. She, she's really technically sound, mm. but she's not afraid to put herself in, in there. She'll work incredibly hard. She'll win a lot of tackles, but she's also, like I say, technically she's she's fantastic. So for, mm. for sixteen years of age, yeah. she her maturity as a footballer is is brilliant. It's really brilliant. So we've signed three players that, and these aren't signings to bolster us for this season to try and get us promoted or anything like that. Mm. And we could target I don't know other players from step five clubs who aren't going to be playing football now but that's not what we're trying to do like Holly's one that was in the system Blair was someone that we wanted to bring in after, mm-hmm. after speaking to Blair and Georgia Tibble was someone for luck who we wanted to bring in next season but we just brought it forward so mm-hmm. I don't know I think it's um I think we've got the right balance now uh, are we all looking to always improve absolutely we, yeah. we are and we next year will have our development team actually playing league, league games as well, which makes it even more competitive. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's an exciting look, it's an exciting time. It's a really exciting yeah. time, not just for for the girls that are part of it now, but I think the town. We, 
hopefully we've built a winning squad. You don't want to jinx it. There's going to be, we've we got to fight for that title still. There's a, some of the games are double headers. So thankfully we've got a hard, we've got 24 girls in the squad yeah. now, which we're probably going to need, which is another thing to the girls that are part of the squad now. There probably is a level of, oh my God, like, there's mm. only 16 spots on, in the team. There's, there's quite a few of us. Like, yeah. Are we not going to get games? And they might look at it and be worried and go, well, are we gonna are we gonna get minutes on the pitch? And it's it's down to them. They know they came in and it wasn't they didn't come into a football club that's looking to be a social. We're not that's not what yeah. Hayes United is. That they came in and were scouted or trialed to be part of, of something that is always going to look to progress. And it's up to them. Yeah. It's up to them in my opinion and, and the coach's opinion to to fight for their spot mm. and then be part of it long term. Like there's going to be some players that over time might not be ready for the first team or aren't getting into need minutes, so they might play development football in the future mm. and then come back into the first team. And that and it and, and the biggest hurdle there is going to be attitude. But yeah. I believe 24, we've got 24 girls in the squad, all of those 24 yeah. have the attitude to be able to do that. So I expect no toys out of brand, like yeah. none, because they're, they're such a great bunch. They really are such a great bunch. And yeah, they, they all want to win for each other and mm-hmm. win for the club. And, and that's another thing that they genuinely, I, I feel from, from speaking to them, they love this football club. As we have as a club, we've announced that we, we, our commitment to women's football is, is a lot deeper than just putting a team on a pitch. Mm. I think with the women's statement, I think it was about putting it out there in black and white what we're doing mm. because we have been doing it. There's yeah. no denying that the girls have been turning up on coaches to away games, and and we get the first thing we get from from the other managers is like, bloody hell, why, how'd you do that? You know, like, mm. how are you doing that? The only other team that we've seen do it's Herne Bay, mm. and, and it's a coach at the club home, so it's, yeah. it's it's a lot easier to get a driver and you know. Beep, beep, off on your way <laughs> down, down the road. And Herne Bay, I really, I've got a lot of respect for Herne Bay. I, I talked a lot to the, the Herne Bay women's chairman and, and manager mm-hmm. there, and they're, they're a great little club. But we've already done that. So kit and stuff like that and the quality of using the pilot field and the same mm-hmm. the first training facility that the men use and, you know, all the things that, that that's available for men's football, mm-hmm. we've made available to women's football. But it was more of a case of us going, look, this is what we're doing at Hastings. Yeah. This is what we want to do over time. We can't sit here and say we're going to parity, we're going to play pay men and women equal because with all due respect, the levels of football, that, that's yeah. absurd, right? It's not going to happen. Yeah. But that's what we want to get to. We mm. want to get to a point where the men's are in in league, in national league, potentially league football. And we want that would be nice. championship. There's no mm. reason why the women's team eventually can't be in a championship or even in a WSL. Why not? You know, first message I got this morning when that, that news broke was by a coach, a local coach who messaged me said, surely this is the ambition. And it is the ambition is to go as high as we possibly can Mm. and, and back it. And, but to do that, you need to engage in the community and get them wanting women's football. You need to engage with the, with the, with the, with the kids, with the young girls that, 
might aspire to be women's footballers and are catering for them and making them not feel like the spare wheel as the one girl in the, in the, in the mixed team. We want to have women's teams, girls' mm. teams. So, you know, if there's there should be a under-7s girls' team, under-8s girls' team, under-9s girls' team. And and we'll we'll try and do that. And we'll, we know it's not going to be easy and you're not going to be able to do it overnight. Yeah, yeah. But, but what you can do is we've got characters around the club Funny enough, like your Rebecca Ralphs, like your your Sophie Reeds, who Sophie actually manages an under twelve Sussex team at the moment. Yeah, and you've got those sort of characters that you that could help you build out that section, and and they would. And I think that's the that's the commitment for us is about developing that and and putting resources into that and making it making it a reality. And and I don't know, it's it's not it's not a it wasn't a mission statement, just to throw out a mission statement. It's something that I believe the club's been doing for a long period of time. Like the first question I remember being in the clubhouse for my first Q&A, expecting to get absolutely battered by, 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 you, by you fans. But the, one of the first questions... There was a few of them. There was a few of them. That... I, got, I, did get, I, I did get a lot of hard questions, but hopefully I answered them. Regards to, I think Kev Towner might have said it. Someone said it. They said, but the first two things I said was that we're going to go back to Claret. Mm. Yeah, as, as shown by what you're wearing, Chris. Yeah, and secondly, exactly, yeah. exactly. And secondly, we will we will start women's football. I was so shocked when I started dig, digging deeper into it. I was mm. so shocked on how they left, like 16 years prior to when I announced that. I was so shocked that it never got brought back. Like so shocked, it like mm. it bothered me a lot. So maybe I'm like a just. I know I'm obsessed with it because I just I, I didn't like the injustice of the whole situation. Mm. But we've done our bit so far. We've got a long way to go. But on that journey, I'm expecting success. Great stories of young players coming through. You know, if you look at it already, we've got three 16-year-olds, 16, 17-year-olds in the team. Mm. Uh, an 18-year-old now, Izzy Payne, is now going off to America, which is a massive loss to the team. But it's great for her. Yeah. Yeah, amazing for her and we've just managed to attract really credible players and the exciting part is you would not believe the amount of top quality players that are now sniffing and seeing what's going on down here to be part of it and it's not a case of us we're looking just to whitewash it and just have a brand new team and and announce the girls out that it'll be an evolution as we go up the leagues where certain people will hit their their point yeah and then they'll do something else at the club. And there'll be others that you think will hit their point who will step their game up and suddenly will, yeah. will, will rise with it. And that's going to be the exciting part for me is to see the, the journey for the, for the ones now mm. part of it, see how, how far they go on the journey. Because I don't think they treat it like a social. Like I, That was the one thing that I was always said with women's football is, oh, well, you know, the girls just do it for a bit of fun, it's a bit of escapism. But... I don't think our girls treat it like that. I think they gen- they don't get me wrong. They get along and they are sociable, but I think they um on, on the on the flip side of that, I think they 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 know it's business. They they they, they turn up looking like the business and they get on the pitch and deliver the business. That's the difference at Hastings. From the late, uh, the women that I've spoken to for the podcast, none of them are none of them sound like that. This is a social, you know. You'd say, if I you know if I was to have said that. You got an email, by the way, Billy. Yeah, uh, sorry about this. That's all right, mate. 
you know, if I was to say to Rebecca Ralph, oh, yeah, right, love, I know you just treat this like a social, I'd get a slap, yeah? Yeah. And it would also not be true, yeah? yeah? I mean, she's very, very serious when it comes to her football. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, from a, a humble fan point of view, you know, the, the games were well attended. This COVID has obviously messed everything up in terms of uh, how we would like things to go. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully with this calming down, the situation calming down, eventually the fans coming back. I know that I know the fans are interested. Yeah. It's not, oh, this is a a sideshow, you know, that uh, I can't think everyone's embraced it. Do you know what I mean? And it's just and as as a the Hastings United, but the women's team, it's just and we support them. Yeah. That, you know, so it's exciting times. Obviously, Ollie Black, you got signed back up. Yeah. And we've got Mr. Gary Elphick. Now, yeah, yeah. These are these are very good extensions. Yeah, totally. I think um well Ollie we, we took an option up in his contract, so he'll be with us for another year, which he's happy obviously, he loves being here. So uh, so there, there was no issues with that. Mm. I think the thing with Ollie, Ollie's value to the football club has grown year on year, right? Mm. It, it really has. Because I actually remember seeing Ollie. <laughs> Ollie's gonna hate this, but I remember seeing yeah. Ollie play a game. I think it was it was Eastbourne United. I think it might have been just as I was taking over. Oh right, yeah. And I was like, oh my god! Like, he, by the way, he was playing in a team that was so disorganised at the mm. time. A, a mess of players getting thrown together to try and nick a point, mm. and the poor lad just didn't look good at all in it. And I remember coming here to Hastings. And yeah. seeing my first team sheet, and I saw already black on the pen. <laughs> what the bloody hell's Ollie back to in here? Yeah. But but the truth of the matter is, Ollie is such a consistent performer mm. and has grown into such a an important member of Hastings United Football Club mm. that we saw it when he got announced how 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 like how many likes it got, the yeah. excitement it created because he genuinely is loved by the supporters as well mm. and. And he's an absolute weapon with that throw. And I think yeah. sometimes that throw can take away from all the other stuff he does. Like he's actually, if you look at some of the, the balls he puts through with his left foot. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Some of them are unreal. They do, it looks yeah, like he's not he, just a throw in at all. No, he's quite like, a, a gangly guy. Yeah. And you look yeah. at him, sometimes he wraps that left boot around the ball mm. and you think it's going anywhere. But it pings straight onto yeah. the end of like Pope's feet or into the middle. Um, he's just he's been fantastic and he's such a good defender as well like the amount of the amount of like interceptions he makes it's very mm. hard to get around Ollie Black and if you if you do you're, you're going to feel it because Ollie's going to have you as well so it, it, it trip you up with that third leg but anyway exactly yes. okay, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that rumor has it <laughs> but yeah sorry I'm, I couldn't resist Billy so uh, no 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 well we hear it every game yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's become a it's a bit of an urban legend, that. Yeah, it's that one, yeah. Imagine if it actually turned out that it was actually... Yeah. I think the fans would be very disappointed. It was a little baby carrot, yeah, no. But <laughs> let's carry it on. Let's carry this on. Yeah, so moving yeah. on. And Gary Elphick. Yeah, Gary Elphick. Gary is brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. He is... He's a man's man. Absolute man's man. Mm. Like we, we call him the man mountain because that's exactly what he is. And he... Um, He's just he's such a character. Like he, mm. he has just some of the antics that you hear about with Gaz. Just has you in stitches. He's, he's that sort of character. But also, he's such a leader. Mm. He makes he, he he's helped Hastings have this like aura of in, invincibility. Yeah. I think anyway. He's he's that 
if you look at them coming out the tunnel and you see him and Stoney and Ollie mm. Black and Jake Elliott, if you're standing next to that, you don't fancy it. You don't fancy mm, yeah. it. I think that is, that's what they add to it. The, conce- uh, the goals conceded have dropped significantly since Gary arrived at the football club. Yeah. And that's not a coincidence. Mm. So we're, we're absolutely delighted that Gary's staying. I think Gary... I don't want to put words in Gary's mouth, but I think he he loves being at Hastings. You know, just by his interactions with the supporters, uh, even with us, and just about just the way he interacts around the place. I think yeah. Gary loves being here. I know he's coming to the end of his career, but he deserves that promotion with us. Absolutely, what yeah. a moment! I love it at the end of the games when he comes running along and does the old bowling ball thing to the crowd, <laughs> and you know it, that's that's what it's about for me. It's about that connectivity. I think you can always have it in some way, shape or form, but we embrace it so much and, and push it out there as part of what we are. And that's what I love. And I think Gary adds that to the team as well as is, is the absolute, well, in, in my opinion, the best defender in the league, you know, hundred percent. Oh yeah. He's ridiculous quality. I mean, I, I remember before when we, were, when we were sneaking goals in left, right and centre, but we were just scoring a hundred more goals than they were. You know, it was always, uh, you know, we've have we got enough? Have we got enough? Because we're always leaky. But as soon as he's come along, and you know, the rest of the back four, yeah, I mean, yeah. What, what a back four, yeah. what and Louis, like Louis Rogers as oh, well, like course, you know, Jake, course. Ollie. You know, we've 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 announced that we've now down two out of the four. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask about Jake because I did have a chat with him in the podcast. Yeah, and he, well, he sounded well, he, a bit wavery, but you've got some good news for me, yeah. Billy? I haven't got no news on Jake. Oh. All I can oh. say on Jake is I think we all would love him to stay. Oh, yeah. Love guy. And because of that, because he's such a, he's a good, good guy. Like, he's a great guy, great right back. Uh, one of our, and I, I feel like he's become one of our own in the sense mm. that he's really part of the fabric of the club. Absolutely. I think, he li- I think he likes being in. I think if, opportunity allows him to be here, I think he will stay at Hastings United Football Club. That, that's my gut feeling on that. Mm. I might be wrong, but I think Jake, I think they all want to, I think they all yeah. want to finish the job. I think, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like when you're treated, because we, we try and treat our players well. We've looked yeah. after our players throughout COVID and, and I would I would like to say that we're probably one of the only clubs that have done that. We've looked it's after credit, them. Credit we, to you. Credit to you and the team. Well, no, credit to not me, credit, just credit to the club, like credit to everyone, including Darren and Peter, that, that we've, we, we've energised this club in a way that we can do that. We can do mm. that without it being a, I don't know, like, like, like the perception is uh, a millionaire owner throwing around bags of money. That's not Hastings. Like that, that, that perception is so false. We've, mm. we've, we've sustained a business now that we can do things like that. Mm. And we looked after the lads and, Jake, obviously, I believe he's studying again next year. Um, I think he's might be going going a little bit more further afield, but I'm sure we can try to keep him at the club. Yeah, that's all you can do. I mean, you can understand. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I chatted to him before, old Jake, you know, he's just a really honest and lovely guy. Loves loves the club, but you yeah. know, you can't. You know, particularly with what's going on with COVID and everything, you know, you've got an education to think about. You've got, you know, it's all sorts of things going on. He'd love to be here. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he'd just bend his arm, bend his arm a bit, uh, Billy. We'll, and we'll sure. try, we'll try. I, I, I can't offer to get him a, a better grade. That's down to <laughs> But, you know, one thing, obviously, we've not announced it because we don't really need to, but Tom Chalmers 
rolls into another year of his contract. So very good, very good. He'll be here next season. Excellent. Uh, uh, and he's obviously a fantastic player, Tom. Absolutely. Uh, he's one of our. He is one of our own, and loves being part of this club. And he's someone mm. that we we um, believe in immensely at this football club. We believe in him. And we believe in his journey. Yeah, and I think he's one that will play higher, either with us Absolutely, or move yeah. on. I hope. I hope it's. I hope he can. I hope we can go up the leagues as quick as Tom Chalmers' development deserves. That's that's my assumption on it. But if not, then I think Tom will one day excite a team enough to to yeah. um, to, to buy him off us. Let's just say. I think that there's another announcement coming this week. I don't know when's this podcast going out. Co- podcasts are going out Thursday. This Thursday is going out. It's so going out Thursday. I can I can announce or right, I'll just announce it on here then that. Jack Dixon signed signed as well. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, hang on. I thought he signed for Hollington. That's what the internet said. <laughs> <laughs> He's signed for a couple of games. And, I know, and like, I know. Uh, Jack Dixon has signed. Uh, how long was that deal, uh, Billy, he's got? Uh, it's it's a year. Um, a year extension, yeah? Yeah. And and I think Dicko is he, he's, a, he's a local lad, isn't he? He's mm. a local lad. that lo- He loves his football club as well. Um, yeah. He genuinely does. You know, you, you talk to him, you talk to him about it. And obviously he was here with the cup run, the big FA cup run. But I think he has ambition to try and get this club as far as he can before he calls time on it. Yeah. You know, he, he's, but he's, he's a big, 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 big character. Oh, and a big part of it. You know, he, he's, his dad moans at me for the, the plastic cups all the time, which I'm going to change for next <laughs> season. I promise him that. I promise him. We just had... When I arrived, there was probably a cupboard full of, of those cups, foam cups left. So we had to go through them, but we will change them next year. <laughs> That's a Dicko's dad. We'll do that. Dicko's and dad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, big, big character and, and a fantastic player. Mm. Fantastic player. And uh, hope, hopefully next season he'll have a big impact. Well, I mean, I'd love to talk to him. I've got, I've got, I'd love to catch up. I mean, I've tried, but, you know, he's either doesn't want to or he's busy. busy but I, I know he's... Um, He's he is marked. I know Matt the ref, yeah, has it and and he's going to be refereeing some of these Hollington games. Well, I'm surprised. And so as long as Dicko then gets sent off and it doesn't affect us, I'm happy. Well, it, there, <laughs> there, exactly. There was talk of he might get sent off before he goes on the pitch. This is what Matt said. Probably. He's not biased at No, if he sees Dicko, he would already <laughs> think he'd already filled out his match report and. Yeah. Dicko's name will be on, on the caution list, that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, on that, I think the, the exciting part, look, I have my own opinion on, on players dropping down to, to step seven this period of time. But yeah. with, with all due respect to the lads and the clubs, I think you can't hold it against anyone, really, because people want to play football for so yeah. long. And I think people want to play football. I think these clubs will probably... Want, you know, I think if I'm, for example, if I'm... I don't know, Hollington, Westfield, Sidley, and you're looking at doing that, then you've got to think about two things. One, the players next year, but two, if others are doing it and you don't, then you're not going to come out yeah. to compete. So you have to respect that element of it. And I've actually spoke to, to Scott Price about, about some of the signings and and he just made it clear that it needed some players. And, and he laughs. We had a little laugh and joke about how Dico, what Dico's going to think of the Gibbons, you know, playing on the Gibbons. But he's, I'm sure he's played there in the past and it's yeah. not that bad up there. And it's nice. I think people got realised that Hollington as a, a club is a, 
is ran by really some nice family people. You know, the Husswaits ran that for years, and you know, when you know, Wendy God rest her soul was massively part of of what that that comes about. And yeah, some real good people there, and I, I hope they do well in in this little run in they have. Um, and also, I hope Sydney do well as well. And you know, because obviously Sydney, we've allowed Sydney to use the pilot field for free games, yeah. uh, just as a not really a favour, but they had a bit of an issue with where they play their home games now. And um, it's getting work starting early on it because they didn't oh, it? to come back. So we, I just said, yeah, for free games, it's not a problem. That's good. Yeah. And what's Simon think about that? No comment. <laughs> no comment. No comment. And you know, I don't blame him. It's his baby. And but but we will have we'll have eight odd eight odd weeks where there'll be nothing on it before preseason yeah. starts. And I hope. He can work his magic. Simon is fantastic at his yeah. job and, and he's the best best in the business, in my opinion. And we're lucky to have him. But we also have to balance out sometimes doing things that are for community benefit over yeah. over over our own as such. And and that's why we'll be hosting some of our academy uh, early morning younger stuff on the pitch in that period yeah. of time as well. Because we want the families to understand this is their home, and you know they they should be able to touch the turf at some point as well, and 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 this is their moment. They would because in a normal season, in a running, the only people getting on there are going to be the women and the men, and yeah. and 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 that's going to be sparse as, as it is. Uh, yeah. So we're using this period of time as a little bit of a reset button of us going, look, this club's for everyone. Mm. Come back to the pilot field. Here you go, sort of thing. And, nice. and um, the Sydney thing is, is a favour, and they're over the moon about it, obviously. Uh, I think the manager said to me, he said, Look, fa- thank you, because some of our lads would never have had the chance to play on the pilot field, and mm. it's going to be great for them. And you sometimes forget in this 100 year old stadium. You look at it and you think, Oh, it's a bit tired, and this, and we need that, and we need to do this. But it has got a unique oh, sense absolutely. of value to this town. And, and yeah, you know, if we can give those little moments to people, then great. And then hopefully for the following year, we can bring back all the East Sussex Football League Cups and end of season finals back at the pilot field again, which I love to do. So this yeah. is me actually publicly telling the East Sussex Football League that. And, yeah, you know, we just want to embrace our footballing community. And I'm going to... Well, I was going to. I can't now because no fans. But I was looking forward to going to like Westfield and going to Hollington yeah. and going to Sydney and just going around and watching some games. And obviously now I can't do that, which is which is absolutely gutting. But I'll be at the women's games. Yeah. Well, you can go. Yeah, I can go. Yeah. You might. You might see. You might see a few heads above walls. You know. That's right. Do you want me to leave the push. drum up? With, do you want yeah. me to leave the drum up the top? Just so it's up there, so you can have a little bit of a drumming session. Oh, that's annoying. Well, actually, you know, you mentioned Westfield, and you haven't mentioned about the, uh, the heritage and the, the Chris Agata playing for Westfield. I mean, what, what's your thoughts no, on that, Bill? I've got no comment about that at all. <laughs> that picture of Pete was from 1979. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, he looks younger now. It's mad, absolute madness. It's got a boy. All of you, play, mate. Yeah, and if Chris wants to play a bit of football, I don't blame him. He's a good little player, actually. Say little, not little. I think he's as tall, if not taller than me. But fair play if they want to play a little bit of football, and that's the thing. I can't knock anyone. I'm even gonna 
dust my boots off and, and do a bit of training with, with my old Saturday team. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, they're dreading me return, but I'm just going to go and try Keep and get rid of people up in the air. Get rid of this, yeah, well, that's what I used to do, and get, get rid of the COVID belly. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, God, yeah, we've all got that. Yeah, I mean, it's just a shame that we, we hopefully, hopefully, that, that they can change, that things can be amended, and that maybe later on in the weeks to come, we might. Well, they're saying, aren't they? They're saying April potential, the, the second part of the April yeah. announcement thing, that they might relax it. And that'd be great because imagine on the 9th of May, which is the the last game of the season for the women's team at mm-hmm. home. We've got Montpellier Villa who should be, it should be, they should be the two teams fighting yeah. for the title. Imagine if we had fans in for that and, well, and they yeah. won the league. It'd be brilliant. Yeah. It'd be great. It'd be absolutely great. And, and I hope that happens. And yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm sitting here and just, just I'm buzzing for the girls to be back yeah. and I'm buzzing for the academy to be back as well, to be honest. And, and then before we know it, it'll be June. Aggie will be, Badger and me for an extra few quid on the budget, yeah. <laughs> in and I'll probably say yes, and then we'll get them in, and then <laughs> roll on July, yeah. and we we'll have pre-season training, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll be ready for the season. Oh yeah, hundred percent, Billy. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we all we all want we all want that. Spit on me, I'm a, a humble fan, but yeah, we just miss watching. You know, obviously, you guys. You know, well, not you. We don't. Not me, we, don't yeah. we don't miss watching you. Uh, <laughs> obviously, like talking to you, but like you know, you know, in terms of the men's team, women's team, everything yeah. going on, it's just there's lots. Of, there was lots of good stuff going on. We've had a global pandemic, which is which has messed things up for us. But yeah. you know, hopefully. Well, the one thing say. the one thing I like to add, Chris, before we wrap up yeah. is number one. Thank you, first and foremost, to like our sponsors. Uh, throughout this this really tough mm. testing period, none of, no one's moaned. No one's sit there and moaned mm. about sponsoring this football club in that period of time. And that is from the, from the bottom of my heart, massive. Mm. Because it might only it might be forty pound a month, or it might be hundred pound a month, or whatever. But it's so vital to right. to us surviving this period of time. And 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 we'll rob. I promise my I promise all the sponsors for next season. Mm. Their efforts and what they've done for us so far won't go unnoticed and we'll be able to do a lot more for them next year. And I'm working on how to do that, but we will. And I promise Excellent. that. And lastly, the, 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 not just the supporters in general, because I think if you look online and, and the Facebook fan group and stuff like that, it has been immense and, and the vibrancy and excitement is still there and that's great. But I just wanted to single out the season ticket holders a little bit and just oh, say to them... Yeah, I just wanted to say to them how when I, I sent everyone an email, which I'm going to follow up with, with today on Monday today, but I sent an email a couple of months ago just kind of saying, I don't know what's going to, what's happening. I, I, I appreciate you've had not enough games this year and we'll, we'll do what we can to make sure you're, you're catered for for the following season. And I genuinely can't, well, actually, I, I can believe it because I know this, this supporter base. Hmm. But so many emails I've got back of people saying, don't worry about that money, Bill. I'll buy another season ticket. Don't Put that into the club. Don't worry about it. Um, we won't, because I, I said, look, we'll roll over your season tickets. But the amount of emails I've got back saying, nope, I'll, I'll buy another one. This, you know, that supports the club. Thank you so much for all your work you're doing. And, and this is our thank you to the club. And 
it was uh, literally unreal. It was mm. unreal because it's one of those moments you think people are finding it tough out there. People are losing their jobs. Yeah. And I know, look, we made season tickets incredibly cheap. We, they were 70 pounds, mm. but that's not the point. It's the, it's the gesture of doing that. And I was I, like, it was unreal for me. So what we're going to do is we are going to put season tickets for next season on sale. There'll be a period of time that season ticket holders this year can purchase some, you know, I'm not. So what, so our season ticket holders get first dibs. hundred oh, percent. Oh, oh. That's the word I hear, Billy. Thank you, Billy. Yeah. But, but also I understand not everyone can wants to pay again. I get that. Right. So, the compulsory donating your money to the football club is not compulsory. It's it, it's it, it's what you want to do, or, or if you can't afford to do it, then we respect that. We're going to roll on your season ticket. So, if you're a season ticket holder this year, you'll get the option to have a free season ticket next year, or like some have, you can buy, donate, and buy. Which oh okay, there would still be. At the, the same price, we're going to start at seventy pounds for the first. Well, that's first ridiculously month. cheap, Billy. Yeah, and and I hope people continue back in this football club the way they have. And it really, you no, know, you don't have to repurchase if you are a season ticket holder. You can roll it on, and I'll be emailing everyone to confirm either way, so everyone will confirm either way. And but yeah, the the notion that these that everyone wants to support and do that, I say everyone, like the majority. Yeah, majority it, will. Definitely. Unreal, absolutely unreal, and it just shows you what this club's all about. And 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 it's a massive thank you. And I'm hoping what we can deliver you all uh, as exciting twenty one twenty two. And for some of the older supporters, I really for them to get back into the ground is massive because you know that, that, there's a lot of stuff. I see a lot of them about. I, I bump into. Bumped into, I bumped into Kenny Pope's dad the other day. Mm. I bumped into um, a few of the others. And I'm going to drive over and see Sandra and Doug from, you know, over in Rye, who, by the way, and I don't think I've ever said this publicly, when they bought their season tickets, I drove over and gave them the season tickets and, and went through Doug's history, and he's got loads and loads of programmes. Yeah. And we went, and I'll sit on their doorstep having a proper look, and then... I called them up. They called me up. So look, if you ever need me, it's my mobile number. And Sandra went, you should never give me your mobile number because I'm going to bother you now. <laughs> uh, and every time she calls me up, she goes, Billy, I'm sorry to bother you. And I'm like, Sandra, you're not bothering me. Yeah. And, and I would, because they weren't internet savvy. They're, you know, they're in their, yeah. you know, their, their later years of life. And I always put tickets aside for them. And they came to one game with an envelope and they said, thank you on it. And I thought it was a card. So I thought, mm. oh, thank you so much. I've gone into my office. I've opened it. And it was a four-figure check for the football club. Wow. And literally, I, I, I actually, I, I was in tears. Yeah. I was actually in tears because I went out and saw Sandra and I said, thank you. Like, you know, I know COVID, I get it, right? But I gave Sandra the biggest hug in the world, right? Because I was so overwhelmed by yeah. it. And she turned around and said, well, we can't take it with us, can we, Bill? And I, I was just <laughs> like, I, I was just, I said, look, thank you so much. It's no. really helps the club. And it's moments like that, that I don't know. I was always worried that the older, the fans that they wouldn't accept me when I first came in being young and someone that they didn't know and replacing a, a group of guys that 
were around the football club in and out for the last 50 years. Mm. I thought there would always be, I thought I would always find it hard, but actually it's been the opposite. I think it's been brilliant and it's, it's the icing on the cake for me so far into my reign. Oh, nice words, Billy. Billy, just quickly, what's the latest on the time kiln? So, we've got government elections coming up. I understand Mr. Steve Fulbert is actually running in that council election. So, good old Steve, yeah, he's running. Right. Yeah, I saw it on Facebook, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, we've got elections coming up, which um, stop council meetings, councillor meetings for a, for a small period of time. Mm. So, end of March, April, May. Mm. So, it slowed us. But great conversations with the councillors. There's been some real moments. The MP, Sally Ann Hart, is behind the project. Oh, she's oh good, good. Yeah. She's behind it. Um, wherever you you know, if you agree with the with the political party, she's our MP and she's behind it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And yeah, the, the noises are good, and it's more a case of now driving this over the line. So we, our planning application meeting, we're waiting on the date because it was meant to be end of March, but with council meetings and with what's going on, it's now been pushed back slightly. So end of May date is expected. Okay. But everything else is good. Like it's a project that needs to happen for the town and that hasn't changed. Uh, the community use is there. The, the, the growth of of facilities in our town is there for everyone mm. to be see. I called. I'll give you an example. I called up Bexhill College the other day and asked them for an hour on their three G. They're fully booked. There's no other three G in the town, so mm. and they're fully booked forever based on <laughs> that, that conversation that I had with them. So that email in its own in itself has proven to me and yeah. helped shown the need for this yeah, project. Absolutely. So we've all just got to stop sitting on the fence and get on with it. Mm. And the councillors know it. They know our feelings. We've done everything they've asked. We continually do everything that they've asked. And, yeah, I'm very positive. Kept the door open with local football clubs. I've kept the door. I've I've even embraced in in new conversations. I don't want to say too much about that because it's not fair on the football club. Yeah, yeah. But I've... I'm embracing that. I'm, I'm continually embracing others. Yeah. And that won't change. And I always like to find out why. And we'll, we'll dig in and, and then fight and fight and fight for the right things of this town. Um, I'm, I'm a big believer of Hastings as a town. I'm a big believer of St. Leonard's. I'm from St. Leonard's. I live on the doorstep of Hollington. Um, you know, I'm a local that cares. And the Tolkien project has to happen for our town. And yeah. we'll get there. We will get. We will fight. I know for years, and I was on the outside for many years, and I'm like, "Well, mm. this is taking forever." Yeah. But going inside of it now and, and being a you know a real part of the, the conversations with the council, and because when I first came in, I kind of not stayed out of it, but I was just advising, and I let that kind of stick with like like Darren Peter and Dave Nesson were running with it. Over the last six six to twelve months, I would say that I've really got more involved in that, and now on the back end of that, really involved and and pushing this, and, and we'll get we'll get over the line. We have to for this town, not for Hastings United Football Club, 
it, it, it helps us, don't get me yeah. wrong, which then in turn helps the town. But actually, if you take Hastings United out of it, this town mm. needs it. But we are the facilitators of it because we are the senior football club in the town. Mm. No, I know you've spoken about this before, yeah. and it's, it's it's a fantastic project. I mean, is there anything us fans can do, or is there any? I mean, I know this is it potential holdups. I know that the our, our side of things, the pilot field. That I mean, is that is that you know, like in terms of the residents? No, no, is, no is that's, that, that's, that's holding up. There's things that the council want that we have to deliver. Yeah, but, but you know, there's a lot of going around in circles. Mm. So we, I, I think we've now stopped that. Good. The going Good. around in circles is over. Um, it can't happen like because, I don't know, it just didn't make sense. And, mm. and, and I, don't, I don't portray myself as the most in, intellectual or articulate human being out there. But... Oh, you do yourself a disservice, Billy. Get out, <laughs> Billy. Go on. But I... I asked a question to the council and broke it down really yeah. in simple, common, like I am way. Yeah, what do we need and, to do? Yeah. And, and, it, and it made sense. And, and I think that, that was a real light shed moment for everyone. Mm. And we'll move forward. And, 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 the, and the good thing is, this is the one good thing. If there are any fears or objections or, oh, what if we mm. do this? What does mm. that? We can answer them. And we can answer them honestly and openly, yeah. and 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 the actual agenda's there. The agenda's there. It's mm. actually so beneficial for our town, and that's the agenda. Right at the right moment. I mean, COVID delayed, but like with everything moving forward, women's team, men's team, progression, it's just the right time. Just feels it all feels like the right time. I think. I think the biggest fear is people. People think that. Hastings United is it's all self self-fulfilling in the sense that we're growing and well it helps Hastings United but what a football club a successful football club can do for a town commercially and yeah. um, put club it can put a, a, a town on a map it really can and yeah, absolutely you've seen it like let's be real no if you say the word Burnley what do you mm. think about you, you? You don't. You think of Burnley Burn football, football club, club right? yeah. Yeah, and I think I don't know. I think I think Hastings United can put Hastings on the map, and we genuinely can do that because we can become a league football club. If Crawley can do it, trust me, Hastings United can do it. And I believe the locals and the council will back and support the growth of football, the growth of sport and community use in our town yeah. and allow Hastings United to grow to, to really put Hastings on a positive pass on a positive stance across the world at the moment. I think we can do that. Oh, brilliant. Billy, absolute pleasure and, and thanks so much for your time, mate. Oh, you're more than welcome. More than welcome, mate. Yeah, you, you can answer those emails now, all right? I'll try. <laughs> yeah, I've, got I've, got, I've got about 500 to go through now, so it's all good. Oh, <laughs> But, but now Billy take care and hopefully see you see you sometime soon yeah yes definitely mate well right, thank you for this I enjoyed it yeah yeah take care bye and that's it for another episode use fans remember as ever if you want to contact us here or have any suggestions please try us on twitter at HUFC podcast or on the email hufcpod at gmail.com 
Also, there's a ton of video interviews and episodes uploaded to our YouTube, Sussex by the Sea podcast. Please, please, please comment, like and subscribe if you can. It's all free. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host, Chris Laverick. Hope you have a good couple of weeks and see you at the game. Here's a clue. I'll be hiding in the bushes behind the goal.